the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you were with us last night, you know that we're looking at the first three chapters in the book of Daniel emphasizing the character of Daniel along with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when we read of the history of those days and the conditions in Israel and the world, we can really relate to it because lately we see the chaos that's going on in America as well as in the world. So we pray that this will speak to us for how we should be living today. And just to review what we read in the first uh, 18 verses in chapter 1, we knew that uh, Nebuchadnezzar took out, you might say, youths in Israel who were the cream of the crop, who had wisdom, who were endowed with understanding and had knowledge. And he ordered them to be taught the literature and the language and the ways of life in Babylon. And among them were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Can you tell the the meanings of those names? Daniel in Hebrew is God is my judge. Hananiah means whom God has given. Mishael, that which God is. And Azariah means whom God aids. So just by their names, Journey, we see that they were men of God. And Nebuchadnezzar changed their names and, and Nebuch- ballad them. Yeah, in- and they, were all re- they all had reference to false gods. But what was their attitude? It could have been like, oh, hey, we can't go on like this. Let's go along with the tide. But no, these men were men of God. And we are living in a more hostile world day by day here. And this is an, these men are examples for all of us to live holy and godly lives separated unto the Lord. And it's interesting, Shelley, in the New Testament, everyone who believes and is born again is promised a new name also. And we might have the names of Babylon, 
but God has a name waiting for us that we don't know. Mm-hmm. My, my sense is it will be who we are in his eyes. And really? that could be very encouraging if we follow him or very discouraging if we really? don't. So we see, especially for Daniel, what a man of God he was because um, the king ordered uh, special rations for the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank and appointed they should be educated for three years. So we read that first through verse 7, the commander of the officials assigned new names to them. And we see a tremendous verse in verse 8 in chapter 1. But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Again, that was from the New American Standard. I personally like the King James Version, Junie, where it says, Daniel purposed in his heart. This was not just a preference. This was a commitment that Daniel made not to defile himself. It could have been with food. It could have been something else. But he did not want to defile himself. And it wasn't just saying it. He purposed that in his life, in his heart. And that is the way he lived. And, of course, the uh, the one watching over these men were fearful because the king ordered something. And if the, this man didn't follow the orders for Daniel, he could be killed. But yet... Because Daniel purposed in his heart, we see that in verse 9, it says, Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commanders. If we purpose in our life, in our heart, I should say, to live a God-like life, God's favor will be upon us. And God gave Daniel wisdom for these men saying, they feared that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would lose weight and and look sickly. Yeah. And Daniel said, test us for 10 days on vegetables, on fruit, and see how we look. And that's how God honored them, that they looked wonderful. Better than the others, really. So interesting, but uh, we need to see this connection. God granted Daniel favor. Favor in the Hebrew language is chesed. It's loving kindness. And again, I believe if we live lives that we purpose in our heart to live a certain way, the favor of God will be upon us as well. And we'll learn this week in studying about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what favor with God looks like might not be favor with man. That's right. It probably would not be. So we read through verse 18, which said, Then at the end of the days which the king had specified for presenting them, the commander of the officials presented them before Nebuchadnezzar. This is like a da-da-da-da. Here it comes. He's going to see the king and what will happen. So let's read verses 19 and 20. And the king talked with them, and out of them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's personal service. Lord, June, you see the favor that was upon them. Verse 20. 
And as for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in all his realm. And Daniel continued until the first year of Cyrus the king. This is incredible, June. You know, it's like when we seek the Lord, he will make even our enemies uh, to befriend us. Again, we need to see the dramatic change in lifestyle called for Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And yet their heart was not changed. They were committed to the Lord. They didn't live by personal preference. They lived because they purposed in their heart to live a certain way. And I would venture to say that the Lord had them exactly where he wanted them to be his witness, to prove that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob existed. That's right. Lord, Lord, Lord. So let's, uh, before we leave chapter one, again, I want to emphasize the fact that the favor of God was on Daniel because his heart was right. Daniel purposed in his heart. It's interesting, Junie. The word purpose in Hebrew also means established. So Daniel established his heart for God and not nearly uh, lip service. And then we read in 1 Samuel sixteen seven that man looks at the outward appearance. The Lord looks and searches our hearts. So we need to ask ourselves, in, the, in view of what's going on in a country today, where is your heart? And in the Hebrew scriptures, the word says, God cries out, my son, give me thine heart. Is our heart totally for God? Again, Daniel lived by conviction, not by preference, which brought God's favor upon him. A verse from 2 Timothy chapter 2 stands out in my mind, June. It says, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord abstain from wickedness. I believe, Junie, that because Daniel purposed in his heart, he would have considered wicked to eat the king's delicacies and drink his wine. But he was so firmly established in the Lord. And when we think of the days we're living in, when there's such chaos in America and around the world, we really need to see that Jesus was the only man who ever lived who did not do wickedness in his flesh because he always did those things that pleased the Father. And when we're born of God, when we're born again, and we have the spirit of truth, which God sends to us, the resurrected life of the Messiah living in us, with a new heart, with a new spirit, with the mind of Christ, with the law written on our heart, when we yield our will, to the Lord, he will give us his chesed, his grace to live differently. He'll change us. And where we would react or respond to wickedness or evil or um, things that are unjust and wrong, 
he'll give us wisdom in how to respond in and through the love of God and justice. God is merciful, but he's also a just God. I think of a verse that we quote, Junie. I know we were trained and tutored a lot by Art Katz, but you mentioned judgment yesterday, and we need to see that God is coming back to the earth to judge. And it says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, and this applies to every one of us, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. There's coming a time we're going to see the Lord face to face, and it's with him with whom we have to do. May God cause us to live a life where we purpose in our heart to live to glorify him. And in the prophet Isaiah, he wrote that when judgments are in the earth, righteousness is restored. So this is a time, Shelley, when I really believe we all need to ask ourselves, what is our life? Who are we living for? And if we're living for the Lord, by his mercy and grace, he'll bring us through no matter how chaotic this world is or even becomes. And if we're living for ourselves, fear will rule us, anxiety will rule us, greed will yes, rule us, Lord. because we're fallen beings. That's why Jesus died to save us. Junie, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that scripture. Let me quote it from Isaiah chapter 26, verse 9. For when the earth experiences thy judgments... The inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. There's redemption in the judgments of God. So Thank you, Lord. Father, bless our listeners as we continue with this study. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.